Hey there, welcome to Authentically Raw. I'm your host, Jamie Barris. Welcome, Casey Smith, to Authentically Raw podcast. I am so excited to have you today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Casey is a very empowering woman who is publisher of West Michigan Woman and president of Serendipity Media. And if you could elaborate a little bit more of the many hats that you wear, I'd love it. Sure. I'll start with Serendipity. Uh, Serendipity um, was born a little over 20 years ago, and we started as a magazine publishing company. Uh, We started our very first publication in the tour and travel sector, and um, we actually started our first magazine without a website. There was no social media at that point in time. I mean, old-fashioned business reply cards was how we got leads for potential advertisers. Um, But over the years, um, the publication grew in both the tour and travel sector. Um, We have a couple of publications that are are national and um, that are in the travel trade market. Um, But we also work with associations and we also do publications um, that are custom publishing uh, jobs that we do for other uh, big clients. Uh, We work with um, associations like the Student Youth Travel Association. Uh, We have a client in New York, the uh, Schubert Organization and Broadway Inbound. We do a publication for them. Um, We also are doing marketing work. And over the years, we've gone from being a publishing company to not only being a publishing company, but also to be a full service marketing agency. So a lot of our clients that we work with, um, we do everything from social media, uh, we do design services, we work with our associations to create their um, other uh, branding for events, things like that. And so over the years, we've really kind of grown from just a publishing company into a full service marketing agency. And that's happened progressively over the course of the 20 years. Um, locally in West Michigan, about 10 years ago, I actually, um, prior, prior to the Uh, launching West Michigan Woman, really was feeling like most of the work that we did was national. I didn't have any connections or roots here in Grand Rapids where we're located. And so um, I was really feeling like there's got to be a way to connect with other women. There's got to be, I was late in life getting married. I was late in life having kids. And I'm like, somebody's got to know how to balance and do this all because I certainly don't know what I'm doing right now. And so kind of brought the idea to my team, like, if I'm looking for this, somebody else has to be looking for it too. And ultimately, in 2012, we came up with the idea of West Michigan Woman, we decided to launch it as a website. And um, we did three little events around uh, West Michigan, trying to get people connected to what the idea we were doing and said, check out our website, we think it's going to be something. And if you're interested in subscribing, you know, fill out this subscription form. And we had 11,000 subscribers in three weeks. And it just kind of took off and in August of 2012, we launched West Michigan Woman Print. Um, And today we have on average about 50,000 people a month that are engaging with us, whether it's through social, our e-news, our print edition, et cetera. So um, the the journey to get to where we are certainly has evolved in 20 years because the field of of publishing and and, and marketing um, certainly has changed quite a bit. So at Serendipity is our parent company that is overseeing all of those publications, but um, I work in all of them. So it keeps every day a little bit spicy. Wow. And busy. <laughs> busy, busy, very busy. So yeah, it's definitely evolved over the 20 years. Tell me a little bit about that process. I mean, how do you, how do you stay afloat with all of the changes? And like you said, I mean, it, it's completely different today than it was then. How do you 
the short, easy answer is I feel like we're flying by our seat of our pants all of the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say I think the key to the evolution of our business really has been the fact that um, we've let it organically happen and we've followed some leads and pillars in our industry. So um, when I first started, we were really you know, trying to align in the publishing side of it, which at the time was the Magazine Publishers Association. And, you know, when they converted over to Magazine Media Association, you know, we kind of followed suit a little bit because we were then branching out, not just in doing magazines. We were doing social media. We were doing digital content. We were, you know, expanding our work. And so we had organizations and associations like that that we we really followed and kind of took their lead. Um, and then in the marketing space, I mean, gosh, I mean, every single day, I mean, you can look in 17 different directions and there's, you know, advice and and suggested directions to take related to staying on top of whether it's algorithms for social media or it's website design and what's coming down next from Google. And so, um, you know, we really leverage those resources that are available to us to help guide us where we're going. You know, and at the end of the day for us, when I say it's organic, um, you know, we grew as our clients were growing. So, you know, when we started doing a publication, you know, back in 2005 for the Student Youth Travel Association, as they were growing and they needed additional help when it came to social media, we stepped in to help them do that because we were already doing it. And then, you know, the design services, we were already doing their design services. So organically it grew. And, um, you know, I will say there have been points over the career where there have been customers and potential customers we said no to. But when our core clients are coming to us and they're saying, we need help with this, we help them grow that um, because we were doing it ourselves. And I think that's one of the unique positions about our company is that because we were a publisher first, you know, I think it's fair to say anybody in marketing right now knows that content is king. Well, we were doing that with the magazines and then we were layering on the, like I said, social e-news, whether it was video, um, things like that. So so we knew how to do it really well because we had the content. We have writers on staff. That's that's really what we do. So when we listened to our clients um, and we organically grew the marketing side, it was it was really because of that. And we had the skill sets and the expertise in our office to help that and leverage that to grow. Um, so it's been it's been a fun process. And um you know, like I said, we, we've leveraged the the resources we've had around us to make sure that we stay educated, that we stay on the cutting edge, that um, we align ourselves with partners who, you know, have expertise in areas that we don't so that, you know, we're able to deliver top-notch quality service and, you know, ultimately achieve our, our mission, which is to make sure that our, we're exceeding our clients' expectations. Mm-hmm. I definitely hear that you you know your strengths and work with those well and you also know your weaknesses and you find someone else's strength to to fill that and exactly yeah that's how it how it works i love west michigan woman tell me i'm curious what are some of your hot topics like what are the best like what are what are the big things well anytime we write something about vaginal rejuvenation (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Goes to the top of the list. Um, we also get quite a bit about menopause and anything related to sexual health. Um, okay. That tends to actually be really, really strong. Now, not always, but on average, if we do something like that. Um, and I think part of the reason that that content does well is you know, when we launched West Michigan Woman, we wanted to create a community where people could have conversations. And yeah. so when we post an article about something, maybe it's about relationships or dating or whatever, 
people are open to talking about that. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not very natural for somebody to be, you know, sitting around a room talking about vaginal rejuvenation, right? So when we throw it out, there's not a lot of conversation that's going, but our open rate click rates and website traffic just skyrockets because people are thriving some of this conversation, you know, some of this information and they want to, they do want to understand it as we get older, you know, let's face it, as your perimenopause and menopause, I mean, I mean, you think when you turn 40 that things go south. I mean, when you get to 50 and 60, you know, it just changes. And, you know, it resources and conversation is becoming more and more prevalent related to that. But I also think that, you know, that's why people turn to West Michigan Woman, because we do provide content on all aspects of a lifestyle of, you know, a woman, whether it is sexual wellness. Um, we talk about wellness a lot when it comes to, you know, I mean, my goodness, everything from heart health to breast health to just exercise and, and physical activity. We talk about mental health and, and um, you know, mindfulness and well-being and balance. I mean, we talk about every subject under, under the moon. And a lot of those subjects, people are open and willing to chat about socially and connect with. Um, but we definitely get a spike on the other ones because people want to read about it, but they might not want to be talking about it. <laughs> no, it, that is so true because it's something we all relate with, but no one wants to be the first to kind of bring yeah. it up. But yes. yeah, and it's a safe spot and it's educational. And I feel there's always resources to go to, or, you know, there's those extra steps, which is very helpful because a lot of times if we're not talking about it, we don't, we don't know what to do, where to go, you know, who, who's going to help us. And there's that community. Yeah, it is. And we have a lot of partners in West Michigan who are working in the space. And it's really nice for us at West Michigan Woman. We can amplify the message that they're really sharing. And that's what we're doing is we're just shining a spotlight on some of these subjects that people may not want to talk about, um, but, you know, want to read about and get those resources and, and see what's available in our community should somebody be facing something that is, you know, certainly a little bit more serious. Definitely. And it does bring that sense of community, I think, together really well in the magazine. Tell me a little bit about how, you know, I mean, 20 years is that's you've got some longevity there. <laughs> and I mean, there's just there's life, there's pandemics, there's there's all kinds of outside stuff, inside stuff. What has really kept you going and growing throughout the years? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think at different points of my career, maybe different things were um, motivators, um, were different things that kept me going. But I would say the one consistent thing has been um, is been team. You know, we, we've created a culture here at Serendipity that um, is is very team centric. That is um, very uh, casual. Our team is not for everybody, um, but we know who we are. We know what we are. We know the type of work that it is, and we know the type of person we want to have come join our team. I mean, it's it's all laid out in our standards, and, and our standards have changed over the course of the years. Um, there was one point um, in my career where I was feeling like, you know, I've gotten the company. The company's in a great spot. Like, I'm okay if we don't grow anymore. I'm okay. And 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 I was talking with somebody, and she's like, well, how do you think your team would feel about that? I'm like, oof probably wouldn't like just to not to grow and not to move forward. And so it was a friendly reminder of, you know, that's the reason to do it is because we as a collective group, it may not be because I want to take it to the next step, but I know in order to keep and retain, you know, fantastic talent and keep this culture and keep the environment that we've created that we can't just stay in one place. We can't be stagnant. We have to grow. We all have to feel like we're 
moving on to the next thing and whatever that next thing might be. And it might be, you know, the next bigger article that somebody writes, or it might be the next publication that we we publish. But, um, you know, it's it's the team and, and, and continually moving that in a forward motion. Um, and, and at the same time, exceeding our clients' expectations. You know, when we stop doing that, then we'll be certainly stagnant, but um, the team has really been the, the motivator to keep things always moving forward, to showing up every day. And there are plenty of days that I've shown up and I'm fake it till you make it. And, you know, because some days are rougher than others, but they're the motivating factor in that. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody feels that just in any walk of life, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, personal, professional, any, any area, it's just keep showing up. Yes. keep growing. And I mean, to me, I, I was just, as you're speaking, I'm thinking there's, there's a legacy that's being created and to be able to let that unfold and keep going, you know, well beyond after, after you've, you've left. I mean, is that's a, that's a really, really cool thing. Definitely. So tell me, um, you know, and I do feel like burnout comes up a lot lately. And I feel like so many women, we do, we, Sometimes, I, you know, it, it keeps showing up, but sometimes we reach that point where it's like, okay, I'm burnout. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Is there, is there, an, or there's, there's these times when you're stuck in a rut, whether it's, you know, it's, it's beyond our control or not. I mean, are there times when you've really felt as if, okay, you second guess or it's just enough? Has there any, been anything like that? Yeah. I, the pandemic for me was, um, I, I will. I, I can honestly say I've been. I've been very fortunate over my my lifespan that I don't think I have really had um, to battle like depression or anything like that. But the pandemic got me as close to being beaten down as I ever thought virtually possible. I mean, there were so many days where I'm like, I'm done. I want out. I'm gonna, you know, I just I can't do it. I mean, it was just in in little context on that. I mean, when you look at our portfolio and you go to if you were to go to our website and see our client base, I mean, we are tour and travel arts, entertainment, Broadway, and then locally, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty much the same in that space. And all of our marketing services clients fall in that space too. So when the pandemic hit, um, you know, we lost two thirds of our business overnight and it just continued to dwindle through 20 into 21. 21 was worse for us than 20 was. Um, so it was, and not only that, um, on our marketing work, we we switched not only from losing advertisers and losing, you know, the base of, of revenue that was coming in, but on our marketing services work, um, we flipped into really crisis management mode. So now our whole team is going full throttle marketing team, particularly with our marketing services clients, creating events and virtual events that, you know, we had never done before um, and doing it in, in a crisis mode constantly and doing that for so long. And, you know, tour and travel still not back. I mean, I know that there's um, there's the acumen for people to want to travel, but there's a contagious reaction to this. Like people need to get out traveling once they do, then, you know, eventually destinations will have budgets to start marketing it up, marketing to, you know, the consumers. So there's a long tail on getting back to, to where things were. So, um, you know, to, to say that burnout for me um, was, you know, the the end of 21 going into 22 um, was was really it was really difficult, um, and you know, for I particularly um, have a, a leadership consultant that I work with, and I wouldn't have been able to get through it without her. I mean, certainly without family, friends, those kinds of things. But the the impact that COVID had on our business, and you know, I could go down the laundry list of which I won't do because. <laughs> But um, is it was so tif difficult, and um, 
for me, it was needing to talk to somebody about it, you know, being able to get it off my chest, to be able to vent about it time and time again, to be able to, um, you know, work through it. And for me personally, like one of the things that I challenge, I struggle with personally is really labeling feelings that I'm having. I, I, I just often, because I'm a, a, you know, problem solver, I just, you know, okay, this happened. All right. Don't acknowledge your feelings, move on and create a solution. And so I always go over that. And so I was fortunate during that period of time to have somebody help me try to really identify, you know, the feelings and the emotions, because when you skip over that piece of it, you know, they get buried and buried and then they bubble up in a way that um, is just not, you know, not comfortable and not constructive. So, um, so that's really what happened to me with burnout. You know, I think that um, the other thing I'm experiencing now is the older I get, um, you know, the more recovery time, and I refer to it as recovery time that I actually need, you know, I'm a grinder, you know, I can go, you know, all day, you know, 12 hour days, not a big deal to me. Um, but I can do what used to be able to do that five days a week. Once I do three days, by the fourth day, I'm starting to get tired. And by the fifth day, a few weeks away, I fell in my sleep, I fell asleep in a chair on Friday afternoon. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, so I'm trying now to um, you know, I feel like we're finally at a space from a business perspective where, you know, we are staffed up, we're fully staffed finally after the last three years have been just a crazy roller coaster. And we're, you know, starting to get through the training that our team members need to have to be able to execute work. And, you know, on the flip side of it, when I get to the weekends, you know, trying to as much as I can, there's no work. You know, it is downtime. It's finding ways to do something that is going to um, a little bit of rejuvenation or just make me feel good. Whether that's, I was proofing the magazine, a West Michigan woman, and there was a purging article in a closet organization, you know, so last week and I, you know, spent time going through my closets, doing all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> While it work, it actually was rejuvenating though, because I feel like I was just cleansing and just, you know, doing something different than in the grind of day in, day out work. So that's a very long-winded answer um, to the burnout question, but um, you know, I think that you know, for everybody, how people work through burnout is a very personal process, and I think it's different for everybody. Um, and I also think that you know, balance and wellness looks a little bit different for everybody. You know, and um, finding what works for you, I think, is is you know certainly the sweet spot. But there's a lot of trial and error in that too. You know, just when I think I'm like, oh, I things are all good, and then you know, feelings creep up, and you you, you might need more recovery time, whatever that is. Right. All of a sudden it's, wait, where did that just come from? I thought I was back in my game. Yeah. I picked up on a lot, even as you were speaking, it's, you know, have some grace for yourself because we do, we're going to have these days, sometimes months and a year or more. And we, if we can acknowledge our feelings and work through them instead of, oh, just trying to shove them inside and keep going in the grind. That is actually, I mean, it's like, how many times do we have to prove to ourselves how unproductive that is? How just creates more of the burnout, more of the exhaustion. You spend more time working with less results and, you know, eventually you spiral down. And it's like, okay, fine. You got me, you know, <laughs> now I'll come back. I liked that you mentioned about the balance thing, because I feel there is such a war on, yes, you can have balance. No, you can't get rid of the word. I truly think you can. And it is when we stop and slow down and acknowledge you know, like you said, those feelings have someone to talk to, to vent with. Have I don't know if you can read this, but this is my thing this year. It says, slow down. It's sitting right on my desk right now for that very exact reason. Yes. Yes. And, and I think, but slowing down can mean so many different things too, because sometimes it is, it, 
a five minute break, listening to a song, um, you know, go dance in your office or, you know, if, if you're at home, just go stand outside in the sun or walk up and down the driveway. I mean, it can be something as simple as that, but slowing down can even mean reorganizing, you know, your calendar. Like you say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to work on weekends anymore. I mean, that can be a good way to slow down or find someone that is a mentor that you can talk to. It's it's having people and different things. I, I think when you apply the slowing down, it's that recentering, finding that balance again so that you can get back out there and not live in that continued state of burnout. Because I feel so many women live in a constant state of exhaustion and burnout and we just, they don't know how, like, how do I get out? And it does look different for everyone, but having those, those people or different tools or tricks or whatever, is there any, um, I want to, I think mindset has a lot to do with it. And the thoughts that go through your head really do create and shape our reality. And we can all get stuck in the, you know, the negative thinking, the self-doubt, the criticism, imposter syndrome, um, any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think that, um, certainly, um, all of those things I think are the reality for most women at some point, maybe not all of the time. Right. Um, you know, for me, um, one of the things that I would say, this may sound counterintuitive to what I just said a minute ago. I, one of the things I'm grateful for COVID is, you know, everything that I went through, you know, I, I really did some self-discovery and learned certain things about myself and, and particularly this, you know, the thing about, you know, your feelings, like I jump over that and do not acknowledge feelings or how I'm feeling, or even the fact that I don't even know how to label them. That's something that I really learned during COVID um, that I think helped help me personally. But I think when we, we talk about um, things like confidence, you know, gosh, I totally lost my confidence during, during that period of time. And, and trying to rebuild after that is, is really difficult. Um, you know, whether it was just confidence or, or imposter syndrome creeping up, you know, I, I can say when I was younger in my career, you know, I was motivated, I was passionate, and I just kind of had a drive, I just did it. And as I look back now, I think some of that I did it was just a little bit of naivete, I didn't necessarily know what I was getting into, right? Um, and so I think that that was the beauty of me being younger. Now that I'm older, and I've gone through all of this and have all these experiences, that filter that is through the lens that I look at, those things are there now, and it's easy for them to creep up. And, um, you know, I think now on the flip side of it, it's, you know, I found recently, like, you know, I said, like going back to goal setting and some of the basics, like, what do you really want? You know, really spending time in, you know, what do you, what does one year look like? What do you want three years? Like what's important to you? And, and actually writing out goals and, um, you know, it was not something that, I mean, I always had company goals and that kind of thing, but I did it for all aspects of things moving forward because, you know, until you can articulate it and say, that's what I want, um, you know, it's hard to move towards that. It's hard to find that confidence. It's hard to, you know, make sure you're connecting with the right people or resources or whatever you need to get there. Um, and um, so, you know, confidence and posture, all of those things are real. And it's just, it's hard to work through those. And, um, you know, to the point of it looks different for everybody. It does. 
you know, but for me, I kind of went back, like I said, make sure you're surrounded with, you know, the right people who can provide you objective viewpoints and who also can give you grace and tell you when you need to give yourself grace. And then, you know, making sure that you, you really spend some time in that. What do you really want, you know, today? What does the next three years look like for you and your family? Um, you know, what does it really look like for your business and your team members? And, you know, I think going back to those helps you work through that and helps you narrow in because I think sometimes the confidence in the imposter syndrome stuff, it gets clouded because there's so many things and you got to cut through the so many things. And like, like I said, that's where the goal setting comes into play. What do you really want? And when you can identify and articulate that, um, and that's not an easy process to get to either, but once you can, it just makes it so much easier, the pathway to get there. Right. I, as you speak, I think of how we are, we're just bombarded with stuff all the time from all different directions. And before we know it, we are caring about things, striving for things that truly don't matter to us. So mm -hmm. it really is just getting back and having that clarity and that vision of what do I want? How do I want to feel? What do I want the projection of my life to look like, you know, personally, professionally, spiritually, like all of these different areas, because so many of us, we do, we walk around with this. It, it's just almost kind of cloudy and fuzzy and we're trying to do it all. And do we ever stop and ask what for, what, what really matters, what really is going to make me feel fulfilled and what's really going to move the needle in that direction. Right. For sure. Yeah. And I think once you get on that path and you have that clarity, maybe you found this that, well, number one, you don't self doubt quite as much mm -hmm. when you have that clarity, but also your confidence it's a boost in your confidence because you take your power back. Right. It's exactly what you do. And you start accomplishing the things you want to accomplish and it feels good. And then the next thing, as soon as it feels good, it gets your endorphins going and you're like, I want some more of this. And then you keep exactly. going and going and going. Yeah. That momentum. Tell me about your team. So do you do, I just, I love um, just stories and watching other women empower each other. I just, that women supporting women in any area of their life. I love that. Is there any practices that you do? Maybe it's in your personal life with your friends, but maybe, um, you know, professionally too. Is there anything that really keeps you up and, and helps build that in your life? Um, yeah. So, you know, um, the, the the team here, and I, I will say probably most of my career, I have been surrounded by extremely talented women. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I have, I've had a career where, um, you know, there's a lot of women who are working in a male dominated field and they experience a lot of the, you know, challenges that women experiences that they grow in their career with, um, you know, how, how, you know, working in a male dominated field uh, is, I have not had a lot of those. And I haven't had a lot of those situations. Um, uh, because like I said, I, I've had a career where I've surrounded myself with with a lot of just extremely talented women and men, you know, we have we have men on our team. And, um, and, and I think, you know, for me personally, the, the, the biggest thing that I think cultivates the culture that we have here is the capacity to to really listen, 
um, and uh, to to understand. I've always said it's listening with the intent to understand uh, where somebody is coming from. And um, we when we are working on a project here, you know, it doesn't mean that everything's a collaborative effort. But you know, we just went through and redid our mission and our vision and our values and our purpose. And um, it was a collective team effort, you know. And I would say, you know, every voice is heard at, at Serendipity. And so um, it's not just going through the motions, but for our team, it's it's really you know trying. Trying to get somebody's thoughts and ideas and and what they they believe and when you do understand that it helps create greater context for you whether you're leading um the team or you know you're in the work that you do um so so that listening piece i think is is something that's so important on on our team and i think it's helped contribute to to our success personally um you know i, I mentioned a few minutes ago um i have a, a leadership um uh consultant, I guess, um, for lack of a better example, that I work with. Um, and I've been working with her for about 12 or 10 years. And um, about 10 years ago, we were going through a staff tsunami, as I refer to them. And uh, we were very small and we lost like four people of our 12 staff in, in a matter of 30 days. And it was just, I mean, I was so in the weeds of our business, I couldn't think about the future at all. I mean, it was just doing, you know, every small tactic. And, you know, I sat down with her, I've been working with her ever since. And, and for me, that's my checkpoint. And so some people are like, well, really, I after 10 years, do you think you still need her? And I'm like, well, yeah, I 100% need her because, you know, I need somebody to self-check me. And I think that's one of the things when you are in a position like mine, where you're at the top, I can't go vent to my team members when I'm frustrated about something. Um, you know, if I'm frustrated about how things are operating, because I need to lead with a positive attitude and demonstrate what I want them to be doing. And, and that's not to say that there haven't been times where I've gone and I've expressed frustration over things. But, you know, um, there are a lot of times when, you know, you're what you're going through particularly during COVID is, you know, I got to be the strong one for them, but I need some place in a safe space to be able to let down and let that go and recognize when the time and the place for that is. And so, um, you know, and as much as, you know, she listens to me as much as I listen to my team. And so I think that's such an important skill set. And I think um, a lot of people say that they're a good listener um, and I think people can listen, but I think listening with the intent to understand is something different. And I think that's um, when you say like, you know, tell about the team, like that's been the thing that I think is, is really helped shape our team. And I think our team members would, would say that as well. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And I like to, when you, there's that sense of accountability from mm -hmm. everyone, mm -hmm. because when everybody's listening and understanding, you just, you get everybody and you can help keep each other accountable. Yes. And Really, truly. I mean, I don't, accountability just came in. I mean, not just with your leadership, but, um, you know, mentor that you work with, but just on your whole team. And like you said, I picture someone as a leader just coming in, you know, with their hands down to help pull everyone up. And that is, that's just that empowerment it keeps everybody going because we all, we all need a hand some days. Let's face it. Right. And if you come in, it's always like Plah! on everyone that just keeps everybody a little low, but yeah. most definitely. So in parting, is there, um, I guess for women in general, just to keep going, I hear a lot of just determination and a passion do, but for people as well. And just, is there any parting words or mantras or I'm going to call them life lessons that you really 
tried and true live by. Like, I love your little sign, the slow down, but has there been one consistent thing that you really feel throughout your life has been kind of your guide? That's what I'm going for here. Yeah, it's failure is not an option. And um, so that that really is for me, you know, something that um, is, is, is a guiding a guiding post for me. Um, mm -hmm. I have, uh, you know, in all fairness, I've worked really hard um, mm -hmm. over my over, over my career. And, um, you know, I want to, as my legacy, be able to walk away and look back and, and see a, you know, thriving company that is self-sufficient with eventually new leadership, they can take it on and, and, and move on. And that we built something, um, you know, strong and, um, you know, effective that is meaningful and has a place, you know, and, and, and it's got longevity to it. So um, from a professional perspective, you know, and even, you know, personal too, you know, um, it's just, you know, there are certain things we decide not to do. And that's fine. That's not what I'm referring to. But when I put my mind to something, you know, and whether it's, you know, family and my kids and, you know, socially, it's forced family fun. I mean, that's, that's what we do. And it's, um, but it's, it's, you know, keep your eye on the prize and it's, it's working towards that. And like I said, whether it's to, to live big, work big, do everything big, you know, if you're going to do it, just do it and do it right. And, you know, um, what's right for me may not be right for somebody else, but, you know, making it be successful and making our clients happy and making our readers happy or whatever it is that we do, that's what's important. And so, um, so that really has been the thing that has, has guided me and, um, you know, and I, and I hope, uh, you know, we are successful in the end. Yeah. I like the failure is not an option. And I think it can mean so many different things, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of it too, is just, it's staying the course. Like, there's just, there's going to be failure throughout, but it's just getting put, put yourself back out there. Yeah. Some days it's, it's really hard. <laughs> Yeah, we were just actually going through something and, you know, I just I had the chat with my team um, today at, our, at a company meeting that we had and we've specifically decided we had planned on doing something as a part of our goals for this year and really leaning in and deciding what we really wanted to do. We really decided that launching it this year is not the best option for serendipity. Like we feel like we need to put in our time, due diligence, get it ready, be ready to go by fall. And then it's going to actually happen in 24. And I'm like, that's not a failure. That just means actually it's more successful for us because we did our due diligence and we don't want to do it in so we know we can be wildly successful um, in what it is that we do. And, and, and um, so, you know, just because you don't do something doesn't mean you failed. You may be not doing something for a very intentional reason that will help you grow in the long run. And so I think it's important to keep that in mind um, as you, as you kind of go through and look at your goals. And like I said, identify what you want and let right. that be your guidepost. And you learn a lot from your failures. I mean, it's the oh. new direction or redirection or whatever it is. That's that's just part of life. That's exactly path to success. Right. So it's amazing. The most valuable lessons from the failures. Yes, it, I agree. I I even tell my kids, you know, with sports and stuff. Well, I, most often you learn more from your losses than you do from your wins. Right. So you know, I mean, it's just get back out there, and eventually you'll have more wins. So right. it's just right. how it goes. Definitely. So where, um, where can we find you serendipity media and sure. Yeah. Um, anybody can find, um, us by going to serendipity media.com. Um, that has all of our publications, all of our services. You can find information about myself and our team. Um, and so, uh, serendipity media.com. Yes. And definitely I say subscribe to West Michigan Perfect. woman because, oh, 
get that little digital, you know, that's how everything is now, right? But it's so handy and convenient. And there's great stuff in there and all the embarrassing stuff we don't want to talk about. It's your go-to. That's right. That's right. Yes, definitely. Well, and it is a free, I will say, for West Michigan women, um, actually in all of our publications that we do, the free subscriptions, um, all you have to do is subscribe to them. Yes. Definitely. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Casey Smith. This has been a great, empowering conversation. I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here as we kick off this podcast together. I really appreciate you joining me on this journey because I'm well aware you could be doing or listening to anything right now. Hey, if you enjoy the Authentically Raw content, please support the show by following, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also follow me on social media for daily inspiration. Head over to my website, jamiebarris.com, to sign up for weekly transformation tips. Or if you're interested in coaching, I currently have three openings for one-on-one coaching. If you're looking for an empowering community, we'd love for you to join us in the Transformation Tribe our group coaching membership. More info available on my website under the life coaching and membership tabs. One last thing, I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic.